A small plane has crashed into the road, ploughing into a series of cars and spectators. A crane is being ready to lift twisted sheets of plane wing. I know that at least 11 people have died and several more are injured. I am looking at a landscape where bent metal has fused with herbage, body parts and shoes over several miles. The aftermath of an air crash can defy the physics of how people should fit together and also mess with the rules of topography in the area where they land. Aircraft pilots are trained to try to aim their failing planes at scrubland or an empty park. So before the world lands on them, these are often the most mundane of places. Last week, this was just a verge of knotted thistles and thorns. A decade of Evian bottles and Walker's crisp wrappers sewn into the scrubland, with a series of broken registration plates marking the scenes of historic fender benders. Now it is a Bosch's garden of earthly delights for the modern time. Paramedics detritus marks out the location of attempts to attend to the sole survivor, who is now fighting for his life in the local hospital. Wads of cloth, gauze and tubing float on the surface of a large puddle. I notice a thermos flask and the twisted limbs of a camping chair strewn nearby. Objects, dents and marks all put on their own little mystery play. I try to stay both out of the way and upright, avoiding pools of kerosene, thistles and a reversing incident welfare unit. The blue light responders, police, fire and ambulance personnel have long gone. Now it is the turn of the investigators, detectives and body recovery officers. I watch as a policewoman bags up a crisp packet and some leaves from a bush to be sent off for DNA testing in case it's all the confirmation we can get. The recovery of the bodies, or more accurately, the body parts, takes days, which is always too long for waiting families. Bones and teeth can take weeks to emerge from wreckage and soil. I stand and I look. This long after the initial crash, and most of what was a recognisable body part has been removed, but the smaller fragments remain. The violence that has occurred here is breathtaking. Kinetic forces acting on an aircraft are brutal to flesh and bone. The top heavy head on the frame of a biped is ripe for decapitation. I never shy away from what I see. My coping mechanism has been to unpick what I am looking at. At a scene, and more often at the mortuary, I find myself intensely studying the wants a person over and over, to try to work out what went where. I move my head from side to side to try to decipher what was a personal item from someone's pocket and what was plain upholstery or metalwork, both now embedding in the soft human frame. There is always the fantasy plan and then the reality. We train for clement conditions and for an organised, measured response with time to make decisions. One of the fantasies of body recovery at a scene like this is that there will be time to carefully place each body fragment into a plastic bag that is then carefully labelled with a sticky barcode. But so often there isn't time. Here, the rain has seen to that. Forensic scientists are getting soaked as they scrutinise the scene 
and one of them eyes me and my now sodden wheelie bag sceptically. I know what he's thinking. What the fuck am I doing there? I'm what comes next. I am one of the country's top advisers on disaster recovery. I am called in to size up the scale of what is to be faced and what can be done about it. Police and local responders might only see a major incident like this once in their career, but I have seen them over and over again. Nuclear incidents, chemical attacks, pandemics, food shortages, fuel shortages, trains and plane crashes, volcanoes and tsunamis. Companies, governments, countries all have to be prepared for catastrophe. Few people know that planning like this exists, but disaster specialists can be found all over the place if you know where to look. Town halls, fire and rescue and police services, NHS trusts, universities, airlines and cruise companies. We are a Cinderella service, sweeping up below stairs. Some of us are independent contractors, others work for private disaster management companies. Collectively, we are a giant elastoplast for when the worst happens.